Praise the Lord, everybody, and welcome to another Impact Service. Today we have a great message for you from God, so tune on in when it's over. Welcome, everybody, to another beautiful Sunday here at Impact Fellowship. <clears throat> Excuse me. We just want to welcome you with the love of Christ, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, so we please, everyone stand with me as we go forward and actually in the presence of God. All heads are bowed. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord God, we just thank you, Lord, for this day, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, for just waking us up, Lord, on another day. Yeah. I know it's not promised to us, Lord. We just thank you, Lord God, for carrying us through this week, Lord God. Everything that we've been through, from work, school, uh, friendships, relationships, whatever drama may ensue, whatever, whatever, whatever. Lord God, you still give us the strength every day that we can carry with the focus. We just praise you for that, Lord God. We just thank you, Lord God, for what you're going to do in today's service, Lord God. We thank you, Lord, for those who are here, those who are on their way, Lord God. We just ask you just for your traveling mercies, Lord God. Let everyone who are, who's burdened down by anything, Lord God, be able to rest on you, Father God. Be able to rest in your in your, in your spirit and your power, Lord God. Just calmness and just togetherness, Lord God. We just say thank you for what you will do for us, Lord God. Forgive us if we have done anything that is displeasing in your sight, Lord Jesus. And I just please be with us as we go forward in this new week, as we get refilled for what you may have in store for us on this walk. In your Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, I just want to say thank you, everybody, for coming through. This walk that we do is not easy, you know, being a Christian because as the Bible says, we are born of sin and shaped in iniquity. So a lot of times whenever things happen, we act instinctively off of what we first know. You know, so if somebody steps on our shoes, something like that, our first instinct is just kind of like twist our face and just like, yo, what are you doing? But because we are children of God, we have to rest and realize that we can't react out of anger because we'll be stuck in those things. We have to react out of wisdom so that we can get through those things. Amen? Amen. So I'm going to say, why don't you take a moment and uh, greet someone. If you, if you already know somebody, cross the aisle, see someone you don't know, say, it's good to see you today. Perhaps uh, if you are online, say good morning if you haven't already. Many of you are faithful to say it already. But uh, say if you uh, haven't said it already, good morning, glad to see you. Send somebody away. Welcome, everyone. Welcome, welcome all to another Impact Sunday. Real quick, as it was on my mind this week, the importance of waiting. You know, in times, a lot of things that we are looking for, we have to wait for. However, when we are waiting, we can always trust in God. As the song says, I trust in God. He will never fail. And that's truly who he is and how he operates, he will never fail us. No matter what issues we may come across or what we face, he will never fail us. So again, God bless you. Welcome. As we all make our way back to our seats, I want to again say hello. And I want to encourage you to trust in God. He will never fail you as we go along. As we, as we come back down to our seats, I want to introduce Pastor Tony. Amen. I think you guys really like that portion of the service, you know. Um, we hear all that, that chatter. Austin's like, okay, as you come back to your seats, and I'm like, oh. We thank God for all of you here today. Um, we thank God for everybody here that's, that's joining us online. I was just uh, amazed at the number of people who um, 
have joined us, and I am excited because God is expanding. Somebody say expanding. expanding. God is expanding his kingdom, um, and he's using all of you. Amen. You know, last week, um, what was the message last week? Ooh, Tyler's phone was going on. That's okay. That was me last week. <laughs> what was the message last week? What was the title? Joseph had a dream. Remember that? Joseph had a dream. Joseph had a dream. Well, I want you to know that after that message, I got quite a few phone calls. But now, understand that it wasn't anything bad. It was it was thought-provoking. Most people um, wanted to inquire about that um, phrase that I use. Um, and I talked about it not being a, a good thing. What, what was the phrase that we talked about? It is what it is. You know, that, that, that common theme that, that transcends generations, it, it, it transcends races, but today we use it, and it's so hard not to use it for, and I'm, I'm going to be very specific here. Um, the people of the world have a good time with that phrase. Amen? It is what it is. You see a situation, um, we say it is what it is. One, because it fits. It fits almost every um, um, situation, every circumstance. But last week, we talked about strongholds, and we said that strongholds is a, a mindset. Somebody say mindset. mindset. It's a mindset that, that's impregnated with hopelessness, anxiety, depression, discouragement, and hurt that causes a person, here it comes, to accept. Somebody say accept. Set. as unchangeable something in their life even though it goes contrary, contrary means the opposite, even though it goes contrary to the will of God and thus we end up with it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Now here's the important part mm -hmm. those who are a, a, a part of the kingdom, those who are saved those who are Christians it goes against your faith Every time we come into agreement with it is what it is, we say that it cannot be changed. But understand this, beloved, that God gave you the power to speak and change your situation. He's given you the authority to change your circumstance. The scripture says this, death and life are in the power of your tongue. Somebody say, my tongue. my tongue. And they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So in other words, God has given us the authority to change our situation by just speaking into it. So what I want to do today is that I want to go, I want to take you back to where this power and authority came from. Turn with me into Genesis, the second chapter. Like, Lord, he's going all the way back to the beginning. Yes, I am. I'm going to the beginning. Amen. I'm just looking at all the people that are, are here. God bless you. God bless you. Look at all these names here. Um, I appreciate all of you joining us. But let's get into this word. Genesis, the second chapter. Hallelujah. And we're going to begin at verse number 15. Then the Lord God took the man, and talk about Adam, and put him in the garden of Eden, to tend and keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden you may freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. Somebody say, not eat. Not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, 
you shall surely die. And the Lord God said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable or comparable to him. Glory to God. Out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was its name. So Adam gave names to all the cattle, to the birds of the air, and every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found a helper comparable or comparable to him. Hallelujah. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. He took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into woman, and he brought her to the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Hallelujah. I just want to give this message a title. Whatever you say, that's what it will be. Because God trusts you. Come on, I need some help. Say with me, whatever you say, that's what it will be. Because God trusts me. Did you see how I just changed that at the end? Because I needed it to become personal for you. Let me just um, share with you what was happening here. Um, we see that God had created this, this place called Eden. And Eden was perfect. I mean, it was beautiful. Every fruit that was on a tree was there in this garden. Everything was perfect in its place. God created this space. See, prior to this, God had created Adam. Um, and the scripture says that God created Adam in his image. So we see the starting of a relationship here. God makes, um, he, he, he looks at this creation that he made, Adam, and he says, listen, you need some help. You shouldn't be alone. Um, I'm going to make for you something that is comparable or comparable for you. The scripture says that God began to make every beast of the field, every animal and every bird in the air. But he looked at this thing and said, hmm, this is not enough. This is not comparable to you, Adam. So God begins to do something. Hallelujah. Um, let me just I'm, I'm go back. You know, um, right before God uh, uh, did the first surgery, he did something. Everything that he created, he marched in front of Adam. Amen. The scripture says that every beast of the field. So he was like, listen, Adam, you and I are, are close. So I created this thing. You named it. Wow. So Adam is there. I can imagine Adam um, saying, like, okay, are you serious? Yes, Adam, you name it. Okay. Lion, that's what it's going to be. All right, zebra, 
You got it. That's what it's going to be. I can shorten it by right now. Adam's feeling himself. I got this. How about this one? Platypus. Mm, that's a big one. Yeah, wait a minute. You look just like him. Duck Bill Platypus. All right, okay. I'm getting real deep here now. So Adam is naming all of these creations that God is marching in front of him. Why is this? Because here you see the relationship between Adam and God. Remember, you know, you don't just let anybody name something for you. Amen. You know, let, let me just give you an example. Back here in, in 1992, um, Dr. Sarah and I got together. You know, she's like, listen, I'm going to have a baby. I'm like, okay. Let us name this thing. Now, we could have, you know, called upon some friends, you know, we could have called upon some family members, but no, I don't trust them like that. I'm going to name my own child. It was like, AJ, there we go. Two years later, we, we kind of came together again. We did it one more time. We said, Aaron, <laughs> oh, I got this thing now. Now, thank you. Four years later, he came the other one. Austin, you know, we got this thing, you know, A, A, A. Anyway, it was a sign of relationship that we're going to name something that we created, glory to God. And just like that, God had a relationship with Adam. And at, that relationship was tight. I mean, they knew one another. But see, God realized something after all of these animals and, and all of these birds, you know, that, that Adam had just named. I forgot the most important bird, um, by the way. Can I, can I just say that? He said, eagle. Glory to God. Okay, anyway. After all of these things, you know, with, the, with, with this thing, God says, listen, there is still not uh, uh, something that is comparable to, to man, glory to God. So the scripture says that God created the first surgery ever. He put man asleep, and out of man, out of the rib of man, he formed, hallelujah, uh, 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 Eve, glory to God. And Adam named her. He said, because she came out of man, her name will be woman, glory to God. Now, let me just um, back up here. Um, here we, we have relationship, and now we have something that is comparable, glory to God. We have man and woman here uh, right now. And you know what's, what's really important here? Um, what, what God has done, he made sure that man would not be by himself, glory to God. But let, let's go a little bit further. God caused Adam, Adam to uh, um, not only go to sleep, but it was something important that God needed to do. He had to take what was already perfect. There it is. He had to take what already was perfect and, and create a, 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 a help me, or create a, a, a thing of value to create something that was comparable to man. And that was woman, glory to God. Not to be Lord over, but it was so that they would work this thing together, glory to God. But let me show you something here. Verse 23, Adam said, this is now bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called a woman because she was taken out of man. Hallelujah. Watch this. And he said this. He said, for this reason, um, a man shall uh, leave his father and mother. Let me just pause here. Is a reason why God has called, hallelujah, that separation because it is very easy, hallelujah, for you to live in somebody's house when God has already created a house for you. 
God immediately made a distinction uh, when it came down to marriage, glory to God. He said, listen, there has to be something else. There has to be something different. Could you imagine a, 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 a relationship, a new relationship being governed by two other households? That would be confusion, glory to God. But God was making the perfect order even then. Come on, we got to move. The Bible lets us know that in the garden, every fruit was found on the tree. I'm talking about apples and pears and peaches and oranges. All these things were perfect, but there was something that happened in the garden that caused the relationship between man and God to be severed. There was something that was happening in that relation, in, in that garden, that was not perfect. Come on. Um, and that was, there was a serpent, glory to God, that uh, 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 deceived uh, the, the woman. There was a serpent that deceived Eve into eating of the, the tree of life, glory to God. Remember, God told them everything in here you can have. Everything in here is yours. You can eat whatever you desire except of the tree of knowledge. Why is this important? Because the, the scripture says that if you eat this, you will surely die. Hallelujah. In other words, this is when sin was introduced. The scripture says that, that the, the woman convinced the man to eat the uh, a fruit, glory to God, to, that, that, that they were supposed to not eat, glory to God. And she uh, convinced him to eat it. Now, let me just pause here. Many times we were focused on, well, you know, it was Eve's fault. Sin happened and both of them partook. Amen? However we got here, we're here. It is very important that we see what happens next. When they ate the fruit, it broke the relationship. Can I go back? Um, God and, and man were tight. They knew one another. They had a close relationship. When sin was introduced, hallelujah, it broke the relationship. In other words, because um, there was now sin, hallelujah, they had to leave the garden. Why? Because everything in the garden was perfect. And because sin is now in the garden, it cannot be. The scripture says that they were put out of the garden of Eden. But see, uh, let me just go a little bit further. After eating the fruit, they became aware of their nakedness. Somebody said their nakedness. And they immediately went to cover themselves and hide. You know, I think about um, children. Whenever children get caught doing something, they immediately become embarrassed. Amen. Have you ever seen that? You know, it was like, what are you doing? It's like, and they want to run and, and hide themselves, you know, or they'll run to their uh, parent and hide their face in, uh, in their mother's lap. There is something about when we are discovered um, in our sin that we want to hide. Oh, come on, I'm talking to somebody here today. Um, we want to hide. And just like that, so did Adam and Eve. So when, when you see that thing happening, you know, when you got the little cousins that come over and they do something, it's like, ah, just like Adam. It happened the same way. Um, they wanted to hide. Um, um, whenever children are caught, not only do they want to hide, um, but they're so ashamed of what they've done, um, they don't want anyone to look at them. And so too do we when something happens in our lives. You know, can, let me think, just go back. I, I want to share something with you. Um, when we come up with that phrase, it is what it is. 
We say like all of that pain that I went through, all of that heartache that I've been dealing with, it is what it is because we want to get through it. But understand this, beloved, it's not what it is. Hallelujah. It's what you will call it. Glory to God. God is still marching things in front of us even today. God is still showing us and giving us um, that opportunity to change or to name something. Now, what are you talking about, preacher? I'm talking about things, hallelujah, like jobs. Mm. I'm talking about things like um, a, a school. I'm talking about things like relationship. <laughs> Wait a minute. You know, what do you mean by relationship? Has somebody ever done something over and over and over again. We just say things like, well, she is who she is, glory to God. But understand this, beloved, you have the power and the authority to change that very thing. The, the one thing that we like to do, glory to God, but we like to put our hands on things. I just want to convince you today, I want to show you today what happens when we go in prayer to change things. Come here, Austin, glory to God. There is something about us that want to be um, 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 immediately satisfied, glory to God. Watch this. When when I am um, when I am wronged by somebody, the first thing I want to do is lay hands on them. Amen. You know, so you can catch these hands, right? In other words, I want to whoop his tail. Glory to God. But watch this. Um, when I do that and I, I start to a uh, 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 fight with him, I feel good for a second. Oh, watch this. And then the next morning happens, and now my hand is swollen. Glory to God. Now, all of a sudden, um, my eye starts to swell a little bit. There's a little bit of pain there. But there is something that happens on the opposite side. Glory to God. Watch this. I'm going to show you this. I need to be very descriptive and very dramatic with this in order for us to get this. Watch this. You've done something to me, right? Watch this. I'm going to turn my back, and I'm going to go into prayer. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for Austin. Lord. Father, I thank you, Lord God, that you are uh, a, a, a healer. You are a deliverer, Lord God. Father, I thank you for changing this situation. Watch this. Did Austin change physically? No. Did, did Austin's tone change? No. But I am not trusting Austin to do it. I am trusting God to do it. When you, when you trust God to do things, he will do it. He will show up. One of the worst things that can happen is when we half trust God. <clears throat> what does that mean? God, I trust you. I want to show it to you first. God, I trust you to change Austin. Listen, Austin, you're no good. And I know you're no good because all you do is the same thing over and over and over again. Now, wait a minute. Can I read you for a second? Well, you're right. Yes, it is what it is. Do you see what happened? I came into agreement with something that I wasn't supposed to because it sounded right. I came into agreement with something that, that I should not have because it felt like I, I, I should. Many times we are governed by how we feel. Glory to God. Many times we let how I feel dictate what I, I should do. But understand this, beloved, that's why God wrote the, uh, these things in the, in the Word of God so that we wouldn't be uh, 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 confused or dismayed um, by, by how we feel because sometimes how I feel is a lie. Hallelujah. 
Same, same right here. Um, so let me go back to, to being Austin again. Well, you know, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I, I tried that thing. So it is what it is. So what happens now is I stay in that same place because I'm embarrassed. Be, because, you know, I, I know that every time I've attempted to, to, to do something different, I went right back to messing up. So uh, I'm, I'm so embarrassed, I'm just going to stay right here. It's like, Austin, what are you doing there? Well, you know, it is what it is. So that's why I'm going to stay right where I'm at. But understand this, beloved, is that God doesn't want you to stay where you're at. God wants you to do uh, the opposite. Like, Father, created me a new, a clean heart and renew a right spirit within me. Did you see what just happened? You know, even though uh, 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 he, what he was saying about me was true. Amen. I, you know, I kept doing the same thing. I kept it. But God says this, hallelujah. Because, hallelujah, we are now saved. The, the, the Bible says this. Mm, where, where am I at? Yeah, there it is. The, 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 the Bible says this. Yes, uh, um, I am a new creature. There it is. I am a new creature. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. What does that mean? In other words, yes, I might have been a mess over and over and over again, but because I am a new creature in him, I am now able to father, lest I am a mess, and yes, I keep messing up, but Lord God created me a clean heart, renew a right spirit within me, hallelujah. Why is that important? Thank you, son. Why is that important? Because we are all going to have an opportunity at some point, we'll be confronted by um, our very nature. Yes. Hallelujah. And watch this. When you are hurt, mm, there is something about when you're hurt. When you are hurt, you immediately try to hurt other people. Consciously and unconsciously. Saved and unsaved. There is something about that thing. You know, Aaron, you did something to me. Let me tell you something about yourself, Aaron. You are this, that, and the other thing. Glory to God. The scripture says this, touch not my uh, anointed and do my prophets no harm. But understand this, because I'm hurt, I oftentimes want to hurt other people. Hallelujah. Well, watch this. Whatever you call a situation, that's what it's going to be. So when you find yourself in that, in that place, that's why um, pastor don't, don't like the, the, the phrase. Um, and here it is. I struggle with saying the phrase myself. My wife and I were, were talking about that. I was like, yeah, that phrase fit everything. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here at work, and we're talking about all these different uh, 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 different things um, concerning people and places. And it's like, yeah, well, it is what it is, so we should just do this. It's like, stop it. It is what you say it is. What it is, what do you desire? What change do you seek that you need to put forth that? Death and life are in the power of your tongue. Hallelujah. And because, because God has given that to us, there's a responsibility that comes along with it. We have to, we have to stop giving the enemy place just because it makes me feel good. The scripture says this, vengeance is mine, saith the Lord. What does that mean? That means, listen, 
Don't worry about what they did to you. I got that. Keep going. My flesh is, uh-uh. Because -uh. see, God, I can take care of that. See, I can whoop them. And some of us are not tough um, physically, but we got a tongue that can just cut people left and right. God is like, somebody did something to you? I got you, baby. Don't worry about it. You keep going. I'll take care of that. What does that look like? God can change somebody's heart and not even lay a, a, a physical hand on them. Most of the time when we see people take a loss, you ever see somebody take a loss? We think, see, God getting them back. Mm -hmm. See, they shouldn't have been doing all that dirt. Mm -hmm. God doesn't work like that. With loving kindness has he drawn us to him. And he will do the same for someone else. Has someone ever come back to you years, months later, after they did something to you and said, I am so sorry that I did that. And you're like, I forgot all about that. Two things with that. God was able to convict their hearts for what they did to you so that they could come back to you. Second thing, God had healed you from that thing that you forgot all about what they did. That's the kind of God we serve. We're struggling with things. We can't move past things because somebody did something to, to, to you. God's got that. He will fix that. We want people to suffer like they've made us suffer. But can I tell you something about suffering? God will take your suffering and turn that thing around and that's, that thing which was, was causing you pain and anguish will be a blessing upon you because it will open up areas of your life that you would not have access to had you not gone this way. Because God will use it. Hallelujah. Remember when we talked about Joseph last week? God will take situations and circumstances that you're in and turn it around for your good. The problem is, is that we don't trust God enough. We want to be able to deal with stuff because we think, God, I can deal with that. See, I have a past. Somebody say, I have a past. I have a past. And I think I've, had, I think I've been successful in my past. See, I've had a past of, of telling people off, glory to God. I'm, and I've gotten pretty good at it. And because I've gotten good at it, I think that, um, see, God, I can take care of that. But that's not for you any longer. New creature. New man, new woman in Christ. All things are passed away. All things. Somebody say all things. All things become new. Leah Perry is not the same woman that she was last year, five years ago. Leah Perry is a different woman. Yes. Can Leah Perry uh, 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 tell you off? Yes, Leah, I'm talking about you. Can Leah tell you off? Absolutely. But God has an anointing that's on her life that's even stronger than any words that she can throw at you. My wife and I were talking about um, being passive-aggressive. You ever seen passive-aggressive people, you know, who can, be, who can say some hurtful things with a big smile? That's, pass, that's, that's being passive-aggressive. You know, you, you'll leave their presence and be like, 
did she just talk about me? And I smiled. Understand this, beloved, is that sometimes people use passive aggressiveness in order to feel good about themselves. Mm. Sometimes we use it, we because we're all passive aggressive, amen? We, we're all, sometimes I'm not feeling uh, very uh, uh, beautiful today. Sometimes I'm not feeling very confident in my job. And because of that, I lash out at you. Mm. God can heal that. And he wants to heal that. Last thing, and then I'll move. Thank you, Lord. Many of us desire to be new. Amen? We desire to be new in our speech. We desire to be new in our conversation. We desire to be new in our actions. We desire our character to, um, hallelujah, there it is, um, to be better. The problem is, we won't trust God. Adam and God had a relationship. They were tight. They were homies. They were boys. And because of that relationship, here it comes, because of that relationship, that, that relationship that was broken, there had to be uh, uh, something that fixed it. Here we go. Paul says it like this, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. Therefore, if anyone is, no, I'm sorry. Um, where, where, where did Paul go? Amen. Here it is. Wrong side. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Um, I'm sorry. 1 Corinthians 15, 45. There it is. And so it is written, the first man, Adam, here it is, became a living being. The last Adam became a life-giving spirit. What Paul was talking about concerning the second Adam, that was Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. He was the second Adam that, that, that took that thing that was torn, that thing that was broken, and allowed us to have relationship again, just like they had at the beginning. Because he died on that cross, it, it, it fixed that, um, that thing which was broken. That's why we're able now to go back to calling things um, uh, what they are and not accepting things as they, as they are. Uh, because of this, God has given us the tool to, hallelujah, declare and decree a thing in our lives. We don't have to come into agreement with people, hallelujah, who don't have the uh, same vision. Walk into a room. I hate being here. And we start to agree with that. It's like, no. I like being here. Why? What do you like about being here? Because God called me here. Because God opened up the door for me to, to be here. We've been cursing the, the very land that God has opened up for us to occupy. And then we wonder why we're not being successful. Relationship. We have access. And because we have access, we have authority. And because we have authority, we have responsibility to be different. Walk in the stacks. Stacks is the uh, dining hall here at Penn State. Walk in the stacks. 
I hate this, this food. This food is nasty. Wait a minute. God, I thank you for this food. I'll tell you what. Don't like it? Don't eat it. Don't eat it. Now what happens? I'm hungry. God, I'm hungry. I give you a whole dining hall of food to eat. But Ray Ray said it, it, the food was nasty, and I agreed with him. Oh, so in other words, you curse your own land. What happens when we give thanks? God, I thank you for this food that you have provided for me. We speak life into situations, not death. Every time you hear a negative um, thought, you come into agreement with it. Come here, Aaron. We come into agreement with it. Aaron says this. He's like, these people sure get on my nerves. I say, yeah. I connect to him. Come here, Tyler. I connect, I connect immediately with him. And so what happens is that that negative spirit becomes part of me. Tyler comes in and says, you know, I thank God for just this place. And I say, yeah, this place has been such a blessing to me. Our spirits connect immediately, and we begin to bless the land that we're in. You see what happens? Every time we come into agreement with someone, we come spirit to spirit. We come into a connection with them. And here it is. We will either bless or curse because of the relationship God has opened us up to. We got to stop just, just uh, because things sound good. Um, because when, and if, if Aaron is representing that which is negative, and I have connected to that which is negative, now I have now opened my every aspect of my life to negativity. Hallelujah. When I do the complete opposite, and I stay, hallelujah, connected to that which is good, even when I don't feel like it, because I'm connected to what is good. Now, what's happening right now, I'm putting all of my weight onto Tyler. Have you ever had a, a, a day where, where um, things just seem, hallelujah, is very important, things that seem like it's not good, and you just don't feel like you have enough, but because I'm connected to something that is good, because I am connected to something that is right, I have all of my weight on it, and he is holding me up. But watch this. Same thing here. When you are connected to something that is negative, and, and, and you put all of your weight on it, and see, it can't sustain you. Hallelujah. Death and life are in the power of your tongue. And whatsoever you call it, that's what it's going to be. Thank you, guys. Come on, stand to your feet. God is raising up a generation of, of, of people that no matter what your skin color is, no matter what your gender is, God is raising up his people. He's giving you power and authority for a reason, and that reason is he trusts you. God trusts Adam. So much so that everything that God loved, he let Adam name. 
everything that was perfect, he let Adam give title to. And he's done the same thing for us. He loves us. He trusts us. You don't have to come into agreement with something that goes against the will of God. And when you see people, hallelujah. Austin, can I use you one more time? And when you see people that goes, that's doing that. See, there's something about being um, a, a, a father of adult children. You know, that's such an oxymoron, adult children, right? But there is something about that because when he was younger, it was like, Austin, stop that. What are you doing there? Go upstairs. Come downstairs. Go around the corner. Come back again. You know, because you're the parent. But now that he's the adult, glory to God, I can't tell him those same things. But the scriptures already uh, addressed that. The scripture said this, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he is old, he shall not depart from it. Amen? Amen. He's been trained in the way of the Lord. So what happens as an adult... What do the parent do? God, I thank you. God, I thank you for a, a, a godly son. I thank you for who my son is. Father, I thank you that my son is a blessing. I thank you, Lord God, for the anointing that rests upon him. Glory to God. I'm, I'm telling on him, but I'm telling him to, to Jesus. Jesus, you see where Austin is, Father. Father, I thank you for turning his heart around. Because what happens is, I want him to um, do right. I'm just acting like you. I want him to do right. And so I will use everything in my toolbox. Don't be dumb. Why are you being stupid? Oh. You see what just happened there? I began to curse him. Right there. And I, and I understand that sometimes in our frustration, I, I did it one time a few years ago. Um, my son did something funny, and I didn't think it was funny at the time. And it was like, you, I, you, I, uh, dummy. And it came out of my mouth. And I did apologize. But out of my frustration, understand this, the enemy wants to frustrate you in order to pull you out of your character. If I can make you mad, I can get you out of your character. If I can make you angry, I can pull you out of that place. Come here, Tyler. Um, but there is something about being able to understand this. Because when you are connected to God, glory to God, when I'm tired and I'm frustrated, glory to God, that thing which is in me will hold me up. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I am I'm weary, Lord God. I'm tired, Lord God. You see what I'm dealing with. All my weight is on God. So even those of you who have children and grandchildren, glory to God, and you see that those things are not right, tell Jesus. And let him strengthen you, even when you can't hold up against the weight of the world, glory to God. God will uphold you. And here comes the best part. As we wait for him to show up. Some things will happen instantly. Let me just be real with you. There are some things that you will pray about that will happen right then. And there will be some things that you will have to wait for. Weeks. Months. Years. 
but God will never be late. He will always show up on time. We have to trust him to do it. There's not a financial problem that is too big for God. Come on, I need you to say that with me. There's not a financial problem that's too big for God. There's not a health issue that's too big for God. There's not a mental issue that's too big for God. You have to say that to yourself. And there's going to be days where you'll be like, yeah, what you got? There's not a, there's not a, a financial problem that God can't fix. Mm -hmm. There's not a, a, a health issue that God can't fix. And there will be days where you're like, there's not a, but God, I trust you. There will be days where you will only be able to say, Jesus. You'll see a problem and say, Jesus. You'll see a situation or a circumstance and you'll only be able to say, Jesus. That's the equivalent of putting all of your weight on God. There'll be things that you'll be able to say in, in, in the, the spiritual realm during your prayer time. God, you know the situation. And then there'll be other times where all you'll be able to say is, Jesus, help me. Why are you saying all this, Pastor? Because I need to prepare you or I need to show you where we all are. Everything that you call it, that's what it will be. God has given you power and dominion and authority over things. Exercise it. Come on, let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord God. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for what you're doing in this place and in this time and in this season. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for being the God of all flesh. Father, we thank you, Lord God, for hearing us, Lord God. Father, you see the financial struggles, Father. You see the, the, the physical problems that we've been dealing with, Father. Father, you see the health issues that's been going on. Father, right now, I thank you, Lord God, for meeting each and every need, Father. Father, I thank you for touching the lives of everyone, Lord God. Under the sound of my voice, Father, I thank you, Father, for, for, for touching uh, relationships. Father, I thank you for restoring. Restoration is our portion. Father, I thank you for restoring relationships between mother and daughter, father and son, Lord God. Father, I thank you for siblings coming back together. Father, we trust you. We believe you, Lord God. And we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name, let everybody say amen, amen. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I'm trying to get us on the offensive. We play defense with the enemy. And he's just taking things from us. I need us to go on the offense. You don't have to take those losses. Trust God. Whatever you call it, that's what it'll be. God has given us dominion in places, authority in places, in your homes, wherever your home is. Hallelujah. Can I just uh, address that real quick? Um, your home represents uh, your where you physically lay down at night. 
to go to sleep. See, God has given you the authority in, in your home. Some of you have multiple homes, amen? Um, so wherever you are physically, that's your home, and that's where you're occupying. And so you have dominion, you have power, and you have authority in that place. And so you need to be able to exercise that power and that authority. Stop letting people take you places. Stop letting people lead you places. You take authority over that, that place where you are. Um, these, um, those of you who have, have jobs and, and careers right now, same thing. You have dominion and power in that. Well, wait a minute, Pastor. I don't own this place. I just work here. Well, understand this, beloved. Where you are physically, you have dominion and power. You can change that place because you have the authority. God trusts you. Some of us are, are connected to family members and they're in a, a, a place of struggle right now. Guess what? You have power and authority in that situation. Stop speaking to people and speak to God. God can change these things. And not only will he change it for their good, it will encourage you as well. Can I just be real for a second? Take any situation right now. Get it in your head. What's going on? Uh, money, finances, uh, a relationship. Get it in your head, okay? Watch this. I challenge the room. I challenge everyone who's watching right now. Give it to God and wait for him. See, God's going to do it. And not only will, will he do it, you're going you're gonna to know it. And then guess what? It's going to be like, I did that. That's right. You did that. You brought something, you brought God into a situation and it turned it around. And it will be encouraging to you. In other words, that thing that you have uh, done, it will bless you. Then what will happen is you'll start telling Jesus about more stuff. Oh, God, I forgot to tell you about this. And I forgot to tell you about this. And, and Lord, this and this happened. And that's what he wants. He wants us to come to him with those things. And then stand back and watch him do it. Believe him. The scripture says this. And they overcome, and they overcame the uh, devil by the word of the, by the blood of the Lamb and the words of their testimony. Um, in other words, when you start to see God move, you begin to tell. Guess what God did? God did this, he did that, and this is now the result. He's going to bless us. Amen. Let me, let me stop. Um, it's offering time. Um, we invite all of you to, to participate in, in offering this time of giving for all those who are here on campus, Mary is holding a, a basket there in, in the back. Please place your tithe and your offering in the basket. All money is collected here on campus. Stay on campus. But for those of you who are watching us right now, you can send your tithe and your offering to uh, Dollar Sign Impact Fellowship. That's our cash app. That's right. I can't seem to get away from this. Um, yes, that's the uh, that's the uh, cash app. God has given you power and authority. We have to start using it. We have to start using it. The, it having the kind of, thank you, Lord, having the, the kind of power and authority that we have is the equivalent to having a million dollars in the bank and we have a light bill that's past due 
for $25. Amen. We got to use this thing. You have power. You have authority. Anything that you, whatever you call it, that's what it will be. That's what it will be. Because we have the relationship with God. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Let's give God a hand, praise. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that message, by the way, I got to give credit um, to Bishop Melvin Jenkins. That is my pastor. He, he preached that same message years ago. Probably, probably more than a decade ago. Um, but it was so perfect for um, for us in this season um, because, again, we can't keep um, uh, aligning ourselves with things just because it sounds good, just because it looks good, just because everybody else is saying it. Um, it, it, it is amazing how the enemy will do just that. Uh, we get caught up in fads and things like that, and before we know it, we're down a whole pathway that we didn't intend to go. Um, so we want to make sure that we watch those areas. Um, the other thing that uh, I want to make sure that we are uh, cognizant of is that the enemy will always take you out of your character. If I can make you mad, if I can make you angry or upset, you are most likely to go against the will of God. And I can make people, and, and again, I'm talking about people who are close to you. I'm not talking about um, uh, folks you don't necessarily know, but those who are closer to you, if I can let them aggravate you, then you will come out of your character and you'll go against the will of God. You have relationship. And, and okay, and, and when we come out of our character, there it is, when we come out of our character, we will break relationship um, voluntarily. What are you talking about, preacher? Watch this. Somebody makes you mad. You're willing to hang up your, your, your salvation to whoop that tail. Amen. Because I'm mad. I'm justified in this. And that's what the enemy wants. He just wants to hate. Did you hear what she just said to you? What? I don't know about you, but uh, I don't. Come on, um, I don't know about you, but I wouldn't let her talk to me like that. Suggestions. I was going to say yeah, also yeah. with uh, he does the same thing with fear. Maybe we're not the type that would go and start a fight, but he also let things come at us. And did you hear that? And it can create anxiety and fear in us, also to get us to come out of our character yes. of. I trust in God. So, well, maybe God's not going to do it. Maybe they're bigger, they're more powerful as well. So it's anger, it's fighting, it's fear. All those things that to, to knock us off of the square that we stand on is Jesus Christ and trusting him that he's bigger than every situation. Amen. I appreciate all of you. Tyler, thank you for letting me lean on you. He was holding all 203 pounds of me here. Um, but... That's what we end up doing. Hallelujah. When we cast our cares on God. 
we, we throw all of our weight onto him. And he is more than enough to handle all of those things. God bless you. Um, we appreciate all of you. We appreciate what God is doing in your life. And we want all of you to have a great week in God on earth. God bless all of you. Whatever you say is what it will be, because God trusts me. I hope that message blessed you, and I hope you have a great week in God on purpose.